We step into that message portion of our service. And last week, we got to hear about how Jesus comes, the light of the world, to bring peace to people on earth. He's our Savior. He's our Christ and King. He's our Lord. Today, rather than reflecting on Jesus through, through the eyes of the, of the shepherds or of Mary, we're reflecting on Jesus through the eyes of the wise men. So let's hear about that in our video for this morning. The story of Christmas, Jesus and the wise men. This is Jesus. Jesus is the son of God who would grow up to do amazing things. His parents on earth were Mary, and Joseph. Jesus was born in a barn because there was no room for him anywhere else in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was part of Judea, an area that was ruled by a king named Herod. King Herod was in Jerusalem when some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Excuse me. Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. When Herod heard that there was another king born in Judea, he was very upset, as was everyone else in Jerusalem. Yeah, not you. So Herod called all the important priests and Jews together and asked them where this king was supposed to be born. The Jews knew that their king would eventually come and was always told to them that the king of the Jews, the savior of the world, would be born in Bethlehem. So they told that to King Herod. Then King Herod thought of a way to trick the wise men. So he called a private meeting with them and learned from them when the king of the Jews' star first appeared. Oh God! And then King Herod told the wise men, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. Eh, okay. Hey, on your way. But secretly, Herod wanted to know where the king of the Jews was so he could get rid of him. So the wise men went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was, and the wise men were filled with joy. Woohoo! They went into the house and saw Mary and Jesus. Hello! Oh, look! Wow! And they bowed down and worshipped Jesus. They gave him special gifts fit for the king that he was, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then God warned them in a dream to not go home through Jerusalem, where King Herod was, but God told them to go home a different way. So they did. And then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up! The angel told Joseph to go to Egypt with Mary and Jesus because Herod was looking to kill Jesus. That very night, Joseph left for Egypt with Jesus and Mary. They stayed in Egypt until Herod was gone and it was safe for them to go home to Israel. When they returned, an angel warned them about the new ruler of Judea, who was Herod's son. This way. So Joseph and his family went to the region of Galilee and found their new home in the town of Nazareth. Look good? Yep. We're taking. Where Jesus would grow up and eventually do all the amazing things God had planned for him to do. So 
So how many of you at some point in your life wanted to be a star? Like the kind of star on like Dancing with the Stars. We, you know, at some point maybe one of us wanted to be like a star musician or a, or a star singer or star actor in a film. Or For me it was I wanted to be the star athlete, right? And all of these stars, in order to become a star, you have to have a lot of natural born talent. And you have to work really, 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 really hard for your entire life. And then you might be able to make it, right? And you could be one of these stars. And if, if you're one of these stars, what, what you recognize is stars have followers. You could look at their Twitter, or, or I guess Twitter's gone, their Instagram accounts, and you'll find that they have followers. But the thing about these stars that we're surrounded with in our world, that we see on television, is when... When you follow these stars, where you end up is really not much different, right? Following one of those kind of stars doesn't actually change your life all that much. But the star that God gave to the wise men was a different kind of star. First of all, it wasn't a person. It was actually literally a star in the sky. But through this story, what we see is that God finds these people, the least likely people, to meet the one true king, and he brings them to the one true king so that they meet King Jesus, a king who reigns with love. Now, before we really get into that meeting, we got to talk a little bit about the wise men and recognize that even though we call them wise men, they're really not the wisest people around. If you recognize the fact that this world is under God's control, it's actually not under the control of stars shifting around in the sky. That's what the wise men thought. The wise men would live their lives based on the stars and they would tell kings and other important people to live their lives based on the stars. So, we're out of groceries, let me check my telescope before I go anywhere and guys, Mars is out there, we gotta lock the doors, we gotta stay right here, can't go anywhere. Right? That kind of lifestyle seems silly to us. But that's actually what the wise men would do. So as we think about wise men, we don't think they're the wisest people. In fact, they're, the, they're really the least likely people to meet Jesus because they're across the world. They don't believe in the one true God. They believe in stars. But God gives them a star that they just can't help but follow. He gives them this star that, that says that there is going to be a new king of the Jews. And for whatever reason, I think this is why if we're going to call them wise men, the only reason they're wise is because when God gives them this star, they go to meet this king, to get in his good graces because they figure this king must be something important. And then of course in their wisdom, they go to Jerusalem, which is where kings of Israel would be. They go to King Herod, and if anybody knows King Herod, the whole region of Judea knows this, everybody who knows anything about politics of the time knows that King Herod is a king who loves power. And he's a king who's really afraid of people who are gonna take him. And he's a king who has a really bad temper. This is not the guy that you wanna go to and say, hey, we came to meet the real king because we know you're not it. And that's what the wise men do. But God keeps working. 
And he works even through this to bring out the Hebrew scriptures and show these wise men from the east that he has actually prophesied this king coming hundreds of years before. And he points them to Bethlehem and the star leads them to Bethlehem so that it's better than a GPS and he brings the wise men to come and meet the true king, Jesus. And when they see Jesus, they don't see a normal king. They don't see the king who is power hungry that really just wants things from people. They see a king who's vulnerable. A king who's not afraid to be vulnerable, to be so vulnerable that he's an infant in the hands of his mother. They see a king who comes in love, who reigns with love for his people, who comes from a love for his world. They see a different kind of king and God brings wise men as foolish as they might be. He brings the least likely people to meet the true king. And he does the same thing for us, right? God works through so many ways to bring us to meet this true king. This king who doesn't reign out of fear. He doesn't reign for the power that he can get from us, but he reigns out of love for what he can give to us. This is God becoming a human being so that he could borrow death from humanity so that by taking on that death, he could conquer death for us. He could give us life forever. This is a God who wants to reign in love and he's a God who desperately wants to be with you forever. And you are here today to meet him. No matter where you have come from, it doesn't matter if, if, if you are the kind of person that is intelligent enough to take out all of the philosophies that the world has ever had and choose Christianity. But God does this in public. He brings life to his people in public. He makes it so that we don't have to be the most intelligent people in the world, but we can just trust his word. We can look back and see that that Christianity is actually the only religion in the world that doesn't make its philosophical claims from its brain, but it actually makes historical claims about what happened in the world. And we know that Jesus has risen from the dead to prove that he is the true God. We can look back and see it, or we can look to the people that God has put in our lives and see the change that God has done in them. We can look to those coaches that we have that point us to the truth of Jesus. We can look to those teachers who who taught us the the truth of of what living our identity in baptism means or, or who showed us the beauty of life in Jesus. We can look to those neighbors who had the courage to invite us to come and, and experience God in a different kind of way at their church. We can look to those family members who continually and faithfully point us to Jesus and trust in him. You see, God has surrounded us, not with the stars that have the big Instagram followings, but with the stars in our life who point us to see the one true king so that you actually can be that kind of a star. You can be the kind of star that brings people to meet Jesus, who is the true king, who doesn't reign for power, who doesn't reign out of fear, 
but who reigns out of his own love for his people, and he reigns so that you would experience that love with him forever. Amen.